1: And welcome back to Hour 3 of the Sandy Beach Show. Brenda Alacy in the beach chair today, and it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here. And we've had a pretty uh, jam-packed show talking about coffee in the first hour, talking about Roger Stone in the second hour with Michael Caputo. And uh, in just a few minutes, we'll talk with Tim Clark and a Hollywood director, Fred Olin Ray in the house about what's happening with uh the movie making in buffalo and i know that's something that was discussed there was a shout out at the state of the city address yesterday when buffalo mayor byron brown uh gave a shout out to tim clark and all the fine work he's doing in bringing movies to the buffalo area and it's a pleasure to have buffalo mayor byron brown on the show with us for a few minutes good morning mr mayor
2: good morning brenda
1: Nice of you to join us on your busy uh, Friday, and uh, I'm just glad that you could squeeze in a few minutes to talk about some of the highlights of what is your 14th State of the City Address yesterday. Um, what I, from what I'm hearing, it was jam-packed with uh, more than 2,000 people in attendance and uh, all sorts of great high-tech things. You had video screens and uh, lights, and I was wondering, were you going to repel from the ceiling like Sabretooth used to do? <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, no no repelling yesterday.
1: <laughs> Good to know. Um, mayor Brown, is it hard to imagine that this is your 14th state of the city? And uh, if so, how far you've come uh, as mayor and how the city has really transformed itself under your leadership? Uh, tell us, how do you sometimes sit back and marvel at what happened, what's happened over the past 14 years?
2: You know, uh, going back to 2006, we had a vision of transforming the city, making the city a better place to live, work, raise a family, invest and visit. But the progress that we're seeing in Buffalo now, I think, really is exceeding anybody's expectations. And this is a great time to be in the city of Buffalo.
1: What uh, what do you consider to be, say, your top three or four uh, priorities as you go into this next year?
2: Uh, One of those priorities is to make Buffalo one of the leading um, intelligent, smart cities in the nation using technology, uh, sensors uh, to make Buffalo an inviting place, a smart place where government services are delivered more efficiently, delivered more effectively, uh, more predictively and where people just have a better experience overall uh, living in the city, visiting uh, the city, and investing in the city.
1: Uh, Mayor, speaking of living in the city, um, I notice a lot of studio and one-bedroom apartments uh, in place downtown and in uh, the downtown corridor, uh, Larkinville, uh, the area around Mississippi Street, certainly with the lofts. Uh, Do you see that as becoming a neighborhood of sorts with these new additions?
2: uh absolutely becoming a uh neighborhood in that area of the city you're going to see around uh canal side uh the cobblestone area of the city of buffalo the uh larkinville area of the city of buffalo a real neighborhood growing up uh downtown buffalo over the last 10 years has become the fastest growing neighborhood in the city of buffalo and just recently on buffalo's east side A 30-unit beautiful townhouse project was completed by Elam Christian Fellowship, a faith-based development, and there's already a waiting list of over 250 people.
1: Well, that's got to be music to your ears. And and certainly um, another thing I wanted to touch on in, uh, in just a minute here is if you would comment about the $40 million Fund for Infrastructure Improvements, that are critical to attracting the very people you're talking about, you know, businesses and people who want to work in the city. Can you explain to our listeners what you mean by the Accelerator Buffalo Fund? Yes.
2: Uh, So we talked about an initiative uh, that we're launching called Buffalo's Race Replace. It's a new initiative to create public-private partnerships, like what we're seeing with m and Bank and their plan to bring 1,500 jobs uh, to Seneca One Tower in downtown Buffalo, the investments that Doug Jamal is making in and around Seneca Tower, and doing Seneca One and doing creative placemaking uh, to make Buffalo an attractive place, to recruit people from all over the country uh, to come here for the technology jobs and thousands of other jobs that are coming online in the city of Buffalo. And what we're seeing now in municipalities all across the country and globally is there is a real tremendous competition for talent uh, to get people uh, to take jobs that are being created in communities And so the Accelerator Fund uh, will help us in that race for place to be able to invest in infrastructure, uh, placemaking, technologies uh, that make the city more attractive. So not only do we want beautiful interior spaces where people work, we want beautiful exterior spaces, uh, we want technologically useful exterior spaces where people have um, an experience you know coming to work working um, places where people want to be so that's what uh... the accelerator fund will will do uh... we will also create a mobility fund where we look at the different types of transportation needs and how transportation will be changing in the future uh... to make the city um, more accessible to everyone, for people who live in the city, live downtown, work downtown, visit downtown. We want it to be an easy place to navigate and and get around, and so that's uh, what we're doing with the Race for Place, the Accelerator Fund, and the Mobility Fund.
1: You know, uh, Byron, when you and I worked in City Hall together many, many years ago, people may not realize it, but we've known each other for more than 30 years. I was a legislative aide to, at the time, Councilman-at-Large Vince Lavallo. You were working for Council President George Arthur. And so we go way back, and we've seen a lot of the changes happen over the years. But I do recall those years uh, when we were down at City Hall at the same time, how the Main Place Mall was just, you know, losing retailers left and right. And it was really... Uh, becoming a dinosaur. Even back then, it was obvious that, you know, good things weren't happening. And now I was excited to see that part of your initiatives and part of the things that you talked about yesterday does indeed talk about a remade main place mall. What do you have uh, in store for that area downtown?
2: Part of the vision that, that, that I have is a collective vision. It's a shared vision. And we talk about public private partnerships in the public sector, working together with the private sector. That is the only way that we can build the city faster, uh, that we can build the region faster. So we've been talking to a lot of the developers uh, in downtown and throughout the city, and in our conversations with Patrick Hotung, the owner of Main Place Mall, a concept has been developed by Mr. Hotung uh, to make the main place mall once a symbol of the old Buffalo, now a symbol of the new Buffalo. And what's happening downtown, uh, what's happening with our race for place, what's happening with our car sharing Main Street initiative, making the mall a place that can attract uh, tech workers and companies and other types of businesses to make downtown Buffalo even more vibrant and even more attractive. We were able to unveil uh, um, Pat Ho-Tung's vision for what the mall could could look like, and there were oohs and ahs and gasps in the audience of 2,000 people looking at what could potentially happen to Main Place Mall. Very exciting.
1: Mayor, before we close, just a couple of quick questions. I have a texter who is uh, writing in asking about making landlords live within a 30-mile radius of Buffalo so they can be held accountable. How do you address an issue like that?
2: Well, I don't know if we need to make landlords live within a 30-mile radius of Buffalo, but we have a new plan to make uh, landlords accountable, to make commercial property owners accountable, uh, we just unveiled it last week it's getting extremely high marks uh, from housing experts and housing advocates so while we want to make sure that landlords are maintaining their property they're safe and, and, and clean uh, we also don't want it to don't want to make it harder for people to invest in Buffalo
1: and as we close, Mayor, I have to ask you, uh, because Tim Clark is uh, going to join me in studio in just a moment, you gave uh, you, you acknowledged him yesterday about uh, how Buffalo is hosting a uh in September, which should be uh, bringing in a lot of folks to our area and also continuing to reinforce the notion that this is a great area to shoot movies and films and commercials. Uh, what's your view on uh, Tim and the symposium?
2: Well, Cineposium is a worldwide conference that's uh, coming to Buffalo. It will bring film commissioners from six continents uh, to our city, people from that industry to our city for a four-day event. Uh, Tim Clark was recently elected as the board chair of the Association of Film Commissioners internationally. Uh, Certainly, I congratulated Tim for that tremendous accomplishment, Uh, But that accomplishment also shows the growth of the film industry uh, in Buffalo, and that now Buffalo is becoming a global player in the film industry. Uh, Literally hundreds of people are now working in film in the city of Buffalo. It's a very exciting thing. Uh, Tim Clark, um, uh, Rich Wall that uh, works for the Film Commission, and Cindy Abbott-Litro, Uh, The chair of the Buffalo Niagara um, uh, Film Commission Board, they literally work 24-7 bringing filmmaking, movies, TV... Buffalo in Western New York.
1: It's an exciting time, a little Tinseltown uh, East. I love it in our city, our beloved city. I'm a Buffalo native. Mayor Brown, uh, we've come up together through the political ranks. You've done quite well for yourself and very much appreciate you coming on the show for a few minutes this morning to talk about the highlights from yesterday's State of the City.
2: Thank you, Brenda. Always great being with you and talking to you. And please tell your husband I said hello.
1: (laughs) I certainly will. Thank you so much. It's Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown. Coming up next, Tim Clark and Fred Olin-Ray are in the house. We'll take your calls, questions, and texts about movie making in Buffalo right after this. Well, what a treat. The temperature has been raised in studio because there's a couple of hot guys talking hot stories here about... Hooray for Hollywood in Buffalo. Tim Clark is with us. Tim is a friend of mine. He is the film commissioner in the Buffalo Niagara region, and he has been named the chairman of the AFCI. What a pleasure and honor to have you here, Tim. Congratulations.
3: Well, thanks, Brenda. It's a real privilege and pleasure to be here uh, with you, too. It's the highlight of my week, for sure. Wow, well, so, that's
1: so kind of you to say, and you brought reinforcements. Oh, produ- did I ever. <laughs> we got
3: the, the A-team behind the, me, I'll tell No you.
1: question about it. Producer-Director Fred Olin-Ray is here, And Fred lives in L.A., but he's a frequent visitor to Buffalo. Fred, welcome. Good morning, and welcome to WBEN. Good morning. So, Tim, just uh, before we take our news break at 1130, and then we'll go a little more in-depth from 1130 till noon about what's happening. But uh, set the scene, if you would, for us about how this is happening in Buffalo with people coming to the city to shoot movies and why it's uh, it's really taken off it seems over the past several years.
3: Well, it's so appropriate to have Fred with me because it was uh, his. He came here what five years ago I think to shoot a little Christmas movie out toward East Aurora called The Prince for Christmas. Prince for Christmas five years ago this month. It's amazing, this and month. Uh, you're back for between you and your son fifteen movies in five years. That's a, a credible amount of movies, but the highest uh, that we've seen from one you know company like yours. Well, That's Fred, cool. just,
1: just the number, you know, how prolific you are, just the number of movies in that short period of time is uh, impressive, but what made you come to Western New York to do this?
4: Initially, I was uh, looking for snow, snowfall, and we'd been to Ohio and, and Michigan, and we just didn't see anything. And I was complaining to my son, Chris, that I needed a place that would have some snow. He said he'd made Battle Dogs here for a sci-fi channel. And he said, give uh, Tim Clark a call. He goes, if any place would have snow still right now, it would probably be Buffalo. And I called him, and I I came out here, and they were telling the truth. It was about four feet deep that year, (laughs) and um, it was bitterly cold. But the movie, Uh, Prince for Christmas, was so beautiful to look at, and the people were so cooperative and friendly that the, the I, I took my days off and I would have them take me around, show me other locations so I could go back home and pitch another movie based on what I was seeing here and, and it's worked out very well.
1: So it's fair to say you've fallen in love with Western New York?
4: I you know what? I've 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 really come to enjoy this place and the one thing that I was telling Tim is that I've never been anywhere where the, the citizens are more in love with their city than they are here. I mean one day they said, Fred, would you do a paramo? I said, sure. They said want you to say happy 716 day. I said, what is that? They said, that's our area code. I couldn't believe it. It was great.
1: Oh, that's a part of our culture for sure. Yeah. wouldn't you say Tim, oh, absolutely. You know, is, when yeah. July sixteenth rolls around, seven one six days even <laughs> more true. pertinent. But Tim, that has got to be music to your ears, particularly when you know. I think, in a sense, you've always tried to overcome the fact that Buffalo gets snow, and yet at the same right. time, right. Fred was looking for a scenario like that, and it worked to our advantage.
3: It, it did, and it's off. It's a very uh, common request: a snowfall and snow. I mean, that we'll get calls and. July, thinking there's snow here. It's because it's uh, the reputation, I guess, of Western New York. But, you know, uh, the truth is, is that we've got a movie coming up, and they're preparing uh, to bring snow in case we don't have snow. So, you know, the reality is, is that we always don't have it. But Fred, uh, when he first came, he got on a plane at LAX, I think it was 88 degrees, right? and he got off here, and the windshield was like minus 11. So, you know, (laughs) it's uh, welcome to Buffalo. But boy, did he have snow that year, and that was good. Right, And it, the, and the people of great. East Aurora, the village uh, uh, of East Aurora, DPW, left uh, some snow piles out there uh, to sort of give the backdrop to the movie. And, uh, you know, along Main Street in front of Viddlers and the Aurora Theater and that whole area there. And it really, really worked out uh, perfectly. And so he had the snowfall that he, uh, he was seeking. He had the warm breath coming out of people's, uh, you know, mouths as uh, they spoke because it was real uh, you know, authenticity, and uh, it was a great movie.
1: Still it's, is. And Fred, East Aurora itself almost looks like a movie scene to me, a movie set. It's so picturesque and lovely and, and quaint.
4: I, I go there when I don't have to. Uh, <laughs> every time I come here, whether I'm filming there or not, I go to East Aurora for an afternoon And have lunch and just walk around. I love it there.
1: Boy, I thought Michael Caputo was the poster boy for Easter, (laughs) or I think Fred Olin Ray might be. We've got about a half hour left in the show. We're going to take a quick break for the news, and then we'll come back and talk with Tim Clark, film commissioner for the Buffalo Niagara Film Office, and Hollywood producer-director Fred Olin Ray, all after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: And hooray for Hollywood indeed. And you're probably wondering, well, why are we doing that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Tim Clark is in the studio with me along with Fred Olin-Ray. And these gentlemen are all connected to movie making. Uh, Tim Clark is a familiar name around these parts. He is, Tim, what's your official title? Commissioner of the Buffalo Film Office?
3: Yeah, pretty much the Buffalo-Niagara Film Office. So our region is uh, really all of western New York, so really the eight counties, and uh, we've been to them all. Believe it's, me.
1: Oh, I'm sure you have. Yeah. <laughs> and Fred Olin Ray is with us. And Fred is a Hollywood producer-director who who was fast becoming a fan of Buffalo and East Aurora and... Loves coming here, even in the dead of winter. Here we are in February, and Fred looks happy to be here. Uh, Ten movies in five years, Fred. Uh, Congratulations on your work. But you were telling me that you started out at PBS and actually directed Fred Rogers.
4: Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I grew up uh, mostly in Florida, and my parents, like other parents, didn't like the idea that I thought I could be a filmmaker. (laughs) They they wanted me to be a plumber or a carpenter because it would seem... Um, uh, impossible. And I, I kind of believed him for a while. And I, I went to school for broadcasting. And I ended up, uh, my first job was at PBS, where we did Fred Rogers' uh, 10th anniversary special. And I got to do that because I thought television and radio might make me happy if I never had a film career. But, of course, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> so you're happy to be in the film it, film it, business. It, it did.
4: I, I, I quit my job. Uh, after five years. And uh, I said, I'm going to show them all. I'm going to go to California and, and become a movie maker. And I'd never been west of the Mississippi River.
1: Well, that yeah. was a giant step in more ways than one. Well, congratulations for making it work. And and I have to ask you, what was Fred Rogers like?
4: You know, it's very funny. He had um, what they call the boneless handshake, and it was very <laughs> soft, like a dish rag. And he came in and uh, I said, hi, I said, uh, I'm, I'm Fred. And he said, I'm Fred too and I said yes yes I know and <laughs>
1: was he wearing the sweater
4: yes no that was the whole thing we had the trolley we had the hurry up uh, mail delivery guy speedy delivery We had all the characters and stuff for sort of a, a one hour uh, special for his 10th year in uh, broadcast
1: I have yet to see the movie Tim and Fred I don't know if you've seen it but uh, you uh, Fred did you see the movie with Tom Hanks
4: I thought it was wonderful and I was very disappointed that he did not win the Oscar for that performance. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, I look forward Mm -hmm. to seeing it. It's just a matter of trying to fit it all in. And trying to fit it all in, Tim, is something I think you deal with on a regular basis. You must have a lot of balls in the air at, at all times. What's your day-to-day life like? Are you answering calls from folks who are kind of kicking the tires about what it's like to film in the Buffalo region?
3: Well, kicking the tires, and then, then there's a lot of troubleshooting. You know, there's, uh, there's issues that uh, arise. And, you know, just a few years ago, we'd have movies that come, you know, pretty paced out. They were one at a time and that kind of thing. So now we really have multiple uh you know uh projects going on and new things you know queuing up to come in we've you know taking calls all the time and scheduling you know uh, uh conferences or uh, phone conferences with uh, potential directors and so forth rich wall um our director of operations deals with most of the day-to-day stuff but uh you know i kind of uh, uh do a lot of the you know uh Sale stuff and all the rest of it, just trying to kind of get everybody here. And then, uh, but we feel very strongly, and Fred may have uh, thoughts on this too, but, you know, just to get somebody to shoot here is not enough. It's uh, really, it's the follow through. It's like when you buy a car, you want to make sure that you're servicing the client as well. So, you know, our philosophy is to kind of give everybody red carpet service. It's getting tougher because it's getting busier, but, you know, we're... Um, we're trying to keep all the plates spinning and keep it all going. And this is such, as Fred pointed out, is such a great town uh, attitudinally. You know, people here uh, are very uh, cooperative. They're very, um, you know, sort of uh, embracing of uh, of new people that come into the community. And that's what we hear over and over again. It's really a tribute to the people of Buffalo and Western New York that, uh, you know, that all these people keep coming back, like Fred.
1: If you have any questions, eight zero three zero nine thirty is our number. Or if you'd like to comment on- and our text support, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text is open for your text and comments. Three zero nine three zero. And Tim, really, the the things that you know, it's often a bottom line business, just like anything else. Mm-hmm. Is it the uh, is it the available tax credits that often draw people into the Buffalo region?
3: It's interesting, Brenda. I was telling the Good Government Club I was there last night, and the same question came up there. Um, and these are people who you know understand government well. The tax breaks bring them through the door. You know, it gets them here because you're right. It is a bottom line business. And so people say, well, okay, they've got a better tax credit in this state or that state. So they come here. But I think what ends up happening, at least in upstate New York, particularly here in western New York, is uh, that people get here and realize, wow, they got a lot of stuff there. I think Fred uh, said it best when uh, he said that he was anxious to go on his off days to take a look at all the stuff, I remember taking him to the water plant, uh, the Colonel Ward Pumping Station, the city municipal water plant, and uh, you know it 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 blew him away. And it, anybody that we take there just is 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 an awesome sort of sight. John Krasinski, you know, who was here for a Quiet Place too. Uh, Got eyes on Bethlehem Steel in Lackawanna and just said, man, this is too good to pass up. So that in the movie poster for A Quiet Place 2, which is coming out next month, you see Bethlehem Steel oh, in the really? background. Oh, really? So he incorporated That's, it? Oh, yeah. He, he used uh, uh, that place as well as so many other great locations around western New York.
1: Fred, what yeah. stands out to you as a movie maker? Is it the architecture? Is not just the weather?
4: You know, it's not, it's not really just the weather. We've done a lot of our Christmas movies here when they, we didn't have any snow. But... It's uh, it's the look of the film. In Los Angeles, it's not as film friendly if you can believe that, as it is here. And just to have a person walk down a sidewalk in downtown LA is a big ordeal. There's all kinds of things that go through that you have to deal with. And here, you know, you can you can put a camera on a sidewalk without any big problems, and you can get locations and stuff that in LA would be twenty thousand dollars for a day or you know, everything starts, you know, very expensive there, and they don't really like you, and they don't want you there, and you can't park your car anywhere near where you have to pay a church to park in their parking lot, and it's just, you can get much a bigger look here. It looks like, It looks like you spent three times as much when you shoot here, when people, you know, want you here. You know,
1: and when your actors come in, the folks you hire, whether it's uh, folks in front of the camera and there's a slew of people that work behind the camera, whether Mm -hmm. it's director of photography, grips, you know, everybody involved. There's so many people involved in a movie. Are they shocked at what is offered here in the Buffalo region?
4: You know, we try to hire as many locals
1: as we can. We
4: hire as many technical people as we can find here. The, the actors when they come, they've always had a good time. They love the restaurants. They have a really great restaurant scene in downtown Buffalo. and they're kind of stranded for the most part. but they want to go see Niagara Falls. Everyone wants <laughs> to see Niagara Falls or uh, or go to a play or, a, or or a hockey game. That's another thing or the football. It's just in the Buffalo Bills organization has been so kind to us. And you know the mayor has 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 overextended his uh, graciousness in allowing us to do some crazy, things on the subway trains and Uh, stuff uh, and it's just it's just I just feel freer to make a bigger better movie here than I would at home
1: now Fred when do uh, when do you have another movie coming out is it soon
4: all of our stuff is basically for television okay we had um, Oprah Winfrey went for uh, three Christmas movies last year she wanted to get in the Christmas movie business so I'm happy to say that I wrote and produced directed two of them
1: and did you speak with Oprah is she in front of the camera at all or
4: No she she uh, she would only watch it live she wanted to live tweet as it aired and uh, but it was a great we had a great cast and um this movie will come out probably around Thanksgiving because it's a Christmas movie so and where there's probably they're all playing the every week you can see fiance killer or framed by my fiance All thrillers that were shot right here in Buffalo.
1: And that's part of the women in peril, if you will. (laughs) Yes, it's a lifetime
4: (laughs) staple. We've made about (laughs) Uh, uh, five of them here.
1: Isn't that crazy? So you do everything from Christmas uh, Christmas movies that are feel good, warm and fuzzy to women in peril.
4: Well, you know, uh, Tim took me one time. I said, oh, can I look at Shay's Buffalo? And they said, yeah. So we looked at it and it was very cold and sterile in the back. They said, you need to go see this Riviera Theater
1: uh, yes. in uh,
4: Tanawanda, North Tanawanda, And I went there and I saw it. And then I saw the Lockport Caves. And then I saw the water pumping station. I said, what if the underground of the theater connected to this cave? And the cave came out in the water treatment plant. So we made a, a women's movie about a female opera singer who's being sort of Phantom of the Opera stalked in this theater.
1: So and it's really the setting that kind of provided the outline for the movie. I
4: went back home and I said, listen, here's this theater I found, here's this tunnel I found, here's this water treatment. I said, we put them all together, you have this movie. And everybody went, yeah, okay, and that's stage fright.
1: Love it. Oh, my gosh. it's yeah. great. Great backstories, Tim. And I will ask you when we get back about what's coming up in the next uh, oh, sure. few weeks here in Buffalo. More to come right here with Tim and Fred on WBEN. We're talking about Western New York and movies specifically, movie making, the economic impact here. Uh, on our region with Tim Clark, who is the commissioner of the Buffalo Niagara Film Office, and uh, he was able to bring in the Cineposium 2020, which is happening in September. And also with us is Fred Olin-Ray, who is fast becoming a Buffalo booster and a frequent flyer when it comes to uh, (laughs) making movies in Buffalo. He knows the area well already. (coughs) Tim, let's just talk quickly about the economic impact of having movies here in this region, and also What you expect when it comes to the symposium as far as people coming in from literally all over the world, right?
3: Well, yeah, the symposium is a really exciting uh, event that's uh, slated here, as you mentioned, in uh, mid-September. And it will bring uh, film commissioners from six different continents, uh, including the Russian film commissioner, uh, the film commissioner of Vienna, Austria, uh, uh, Kenya. They're all coming to sort of see our progress and our success here in Western New York and try to take it back home to their communities and, you know, maybe even duplicate it a little bit. Um, You know, the industry has changed so much, Brenda. It's, uh, you know, talk about the economics of it all. It used to be the big movie studios would would come shoot in a town or, you know, shoot in L.A. in the big sound stages or whatever. But there's so many more platforms now, you know, with the streaming services and everybody kind of getting into it. And uh, so there's more content or, or need for content. And uh, that's what we see over and over again. But a, a movie like A Quiet Place 2, which was a studio film, you know, the economic impact of something like that is just... It's, it's staggering. It's and, probably uh, hard to
1: put a price tag on that.
3: Well, it is, and we're still calculating even now uh, what the impact was. But it is tens and tens of millions of dollars spent here on a, a show that size. And in the case of uh, A Quiet Place 2, uh, there were over 12,000 hotel room nights, uh that they used in the duration but yet that doesn't even include all the sort of other housing options that they had and all the local hires that they had that didn't that went home every night you know and didn't have to stay in in um in hotels so it is significant and you don't think about it much but when you in again in a quiet place there were over 50 tractor trailers and big trucks and stuff and all that is fuel you know all that fuel needs to be purchased here and they're very good about uh staying local for it's sure it's great to know yeah. and
1: um john krasinski and emily blunt big names of course yep. people were keeping good an people, eye out yeah. for him. And and keanu reeves has been in buffalo several times right
3: yeah sure keanu reeves for sure and um he liked it here an awful lot we took him over to chefs and uh you <laughs> know louis billetier got his photograph up on the wall there and uh and uh, it was uh, it was a sort of a fun event for him. But th- he liked the, the spaghetti parm so much that he got uh, Mary Beth and Lou to cater uh, the uh, that show uh, a couple days later. And uh, I think he even paid for it himself. So it was like kind of uh, kind of fun the way it all worked out. It's, uh, you know, again, it's this sort of collective embrace that everyone here uh, uh you know, sort of looks out for one another, but also looks out for our guests that come in out of town.
1: Tim, there's a lot of uh, a lot of rumors floating around about big names coming in in the next few weeks in Buffalo. Oh, Is yeah. there anything you can divulge? I know you have to be really careful about <laughs> not revealing too much. <laughs> I can. Uh,
3: uh, well, I can tell you that Guillermo del Toro, the famous uh, award winning uh, award winning uh, director, will be uh, here next week, really, and some big names with him, uh, shooting. Uh, uh, you know predominantly for, well, he's shooting Nightmare Alley, uh, and uh, part of that uh, is uh, being done here in Western New York. So can't talk too much about where and when and who is involved uh, specifically, but I can say that uh, it'll be a thrill to have him here.
1: Seems to me that uh, you're getting bigger and bigger names coming to the region. You know, uh, Del Toro won yeah. an Academy Award recently, and certainly some of the names that we've talked about are well-known Uh, movie and film stars and and fred certainly knows how to make a movie and he's here all the time are you seeing more and more of the uh the name people coming through this region or at least expressing interest to your commission? Oh, sure. In fact,
3: in fact uh, another one came in yesterday that uh, will be another, you know, giant name uh, as a as an actress in this thing that uh, would will hopefully be here uh, later this year in the fourth quarter. So, you know, when you see that sort of activity, I really honestly nod my head back to the guy sitting next to me here in studio, Fred Olin Ray, because it was him it, five years ago who took a little chance in coming to Buffalo. And then I remember him even saying at a news conference he had uh, back then uh, with, uh, maybe was the mayor, he said, you know, my biggest fear at this point is uh, that other people are going to figure out what I know and what I've been <laughs> figuring out here in Buffalo, that it's a pretty cool place. It th- again, thanks to him, he really sort of was the guy who gave us the the, the postcard for uh, for Western New York. So people saw his movies. I think you even told me a story, Fred, about uh, somebody calling you or a few companies calling you afterwards. After
4: right? the a Mother's Revenge, which was the sort of one that went around the Niagara Falls and stuff, once that aired, uh, the phone started ringing.
3: And, and they and wanted to know where you were they, shooting, they, right?
4: They wanted, yeah. And so I, I got a couple multi-picture deals off of that movie when it ran on Lifetime because it just was such a, it was a travelogue. Of, yeah. uh, of Buffalo. And so we actually got some work out of uh, out of that film, just based on people turning on their TV and seeing that.
3: Well, and I, you know, and I think too that really the, all your listeners, Brenda, and the people of this area really ought to be commended. You know, it's funny I, I get a lot of accolades, and Rich at our office um, gets a lot of accolades, but it really isn't us. It's a, you know, I, to quote somebody, it uh, takes a village, and it in this case it <laughs> takes a region, and everybody here is just so embracing of this kind of activity, and it's uh, well well appreciated. By by everybody in Hollywood and beyond
1: Tim do you get a lot of support from government leaders uh, yeah
3: you know? yeah uh, Mark uh, uh Byron Brown uh, they are they are top of the list they are really really great partners of ours um, they are uh, uh, very aggressive even in calling and saying is there anything we can do is there anything at all that you need you know and it's very frequent and uh, uh, a quiet place, too, for instance, uh, shot uh, on some county property, and uh, where there is typically a, you know, sometimes legalistic, logjam, bureaucratic stuff. Not at all. Uh, and same thing in any assets that the city has and so forth. You need the cops to block the streets. They pay for them, for sure. They do. It's, the, you know, the taxpayers are now, but um, they, they, they're always available.
1: Tim Clark, Buffalo Niagara Film Commissioner. Fred Olin-Ray, a legitimate producer-director from Hollywood, loving Buffalo and loving our fish fries, by the way. and <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for coming in this morning.
3: It was a real privilege, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.
1: And thanks so much to John Simon, Tony Jerry, and to Tim Winger for the opportunity today. This is Brenda Olasi. Appreciate you listening, and we'll see you soon.